everybody. Hey, listen, great to be here. Um, I'm uh, well, I'll give you a quick bio. So my name's Ian, Ian Wright. Um, I was born and bred in the South. I've been all over the world, um, you know, kind of doing missions and uh, all that kind of stuff, done youth ministry, led music, worship, all that kind of drama. You know, kind of like one of those things, if no one's doing it, I, you know, um, I learn another chord on the guitar, you know, and so we've got two chord worship now, so uh, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, amen, come on. And, um, and so uh, we've been, uh, uh, I was, uh, I've been married to my first wife, I call her that just to keep her on her toes, and uh, I, but she's, I've been married, uh, we've been married 49 years at the end of this month, so that's quite good, yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, to the same person, which is like a miracle sometimes, you know. And um, and she's a great gal. Uh, so I came from church background, uh, goody two shoes. She came from once were warriors background. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I like like uh, she would drip feed me stories because I couldn't I couldn't take it. I just couldn't get my head around some of the trauma and you know like violence, abuse, and alcoholism and all of that kind of stuff. I knew my parents were teetotal. And, um, and so, you know, like it was just kind of completely different worlds. So uh, we met and fell in lust, love, and, um, and uh, the, um, it was the year of the miniskirt, you know, like she 17, walked into, you know, I had this crazy encounter. Um, <laughs> okay, that's the baby section over there. That's, that's so cool, man. Look at you guys. I, I used to be there, like, nicely. Yeah, you lost your hair early too. Yeah, 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 before him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, kids are great. Wow, what happened to that wee guy? Where did he bang his head? The shower door. Yeah, it's always the shower door. I had two boys in the bath once, and uh, they just, we had a heat lamp in the old days, yeah, and we gave them 20 mil syringes to play with, and... Um, and they decided to shoot the light, and it exploded in shards of glass all through the bath. You know, that was exciting, you know. But, yeah, like, <laughs> say, I, I didn't get to babysit much after I tell those stories, so, yeah. So that's it. That's the babysitting thing done now, see? And uh, so that's really good. Um, but sorted. Yeah, sorted. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, and my, my oldest son, who's now 47 and works for Peter Jackson. Um, uh, yeah, what do you mean, wow? I, do I look that old? <laughs> wow, and he's still standing up, you know, like, <laughs> and, um, and uh, so uh, I remember um, babysitting him one night, I was alone, Dale left me, and, and uh, you know, I, was, I had to change a nappy, you know, cloth nappies, not those kind of things you put on now, the cloth nappies, you know, but he just wouldn't settle, he'd scream, Dale said, look, when you, if he does that, just change his nappy, He'll, that'll be the thing, I went, okay. How hard can this be? So, you know, I changed his nappy and put him back to bed. He screamed and screamed and screamed for an hour. I walked him up and down the hallway. I changed rooms. I did all kinds of stuff. And I went, oh, man, this is crazy. And then, um, and then I thought, maybe I should just change his nappy again. And I did. Trouble was that when I found it, because we used pins, and I'd pinned him straight through his flank right here. So that nice bit of, you know, kind of thing. That, that was awesome, eh? So there wasn't much blood, but there was enough. So I had to bury the evidence um, before Dale got home. And, um, and, and the Band-Aid is good, you know, because they cover a multitude of sins, eh? So that's, yeah, like, amen, so that's good. Yeah, so uh, I am going somewhere with this. So I was brought up um, uh, conservative evangelical reform, all right? Uh, and so that, that, that's my background. 
Um, so we believed in God, the Father, the Son, and what's his name? And um, yeah, but I am in the church that I looked at as a little boy going past here uh, down to Delano's magic shop in the square, if anybody can remember that. No one? Christchurch? Are we in Christchurch? Delano's? Remember that? Yeah, that was my favorite shop in Christchurch, man. It was awesome. And so I would walk past this place every day, and I'd, I, because I was brought up in church, it was kind of so impressive. Uh, I've never been in here before. So I got the guided tour, and, and we, we walked around. I, I loved all of that kind of stuff. It was great. And uh, so it's great. And then, and then uh, like, I, I looked up this week a little bit of the history of this place. It's, like, phenomenal. I'll try the other side. <laughs> phenomenal. Amen. Phenomenal. Like, unbelievable. I mean, there was signs and wonders and miracles. Come on. And, and, you know, as I was praying about coming, I just felt the Lord say, just, just, just redig the well. No, I'm not going to do it. I didn't bring a spade. But, you, you know, sometimes you guys just need to redig what you had, not to have the same again, but to refresh the well. You know what I'm talking about? And so prophetically, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just want to encourage you in all of that uh, kind of stuff. So um, you're a great girl, Crystal. Um, I, well, we only literally just met. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I lay hands on you for a moment? Can I, can I just do that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord. I just felt the Lord, you know, as I was worshiping this morning, I looked over at you and I just felt the Lord said, just stirring up. This is such a deep well. Um, this, this gal carries something that is always missed. And Crystal, I want to speak to that well in you right now, in Jesus' name. And it's time for that thing to just begin to bubble up again, in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Father, for the substance that you have put into Crystal. The call, the powerful call is on her life. And I speak to every frustration. I, I come, uh, Father, right now that 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 as that water rises, Crystal, you're going to know what it is to not only float in water, but to just walk on water, <laughs> just got to walk in the revelation that comes up. And uh, you, you just got such a prophetic gift on your life. And, um, and, you know, it's time to unplug that thing. Amen. Can I say that? And I just release that. If I, if I have any authority to do anything, and if I do anything today, I want to release that prophetic gift. Do not be afraid of your voice. Do not be afraid of what you carry. Do not be afraid in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shabababa. You're a great gal. You're a great gal. You're a lucky man. Uh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Jesus. Is that okay? All right. All right. Yeah, boom. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Who wants a prophecy like that? You know, like... No one. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Come on, I don't, I don't respond to unresponsive people, so, you know, that's, let's do that. So anyway, um, I was in this church, blah, 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 and, um, you know, I got saved when I was 11. Um, I, I, I left school, got into all kinds of things, started doing martial arts and all that kind of stuff, and um, I was really getting away from the Lord. I had quite a divine encounter when I was 11, so uh, it, was, it was amazing in the church that, uh, I was in because um, we'd never had an altar call that I could remember and then a guy came and decided to give one and I, I got saved and, um, and a bunch of people so got saved. Sometimes it's just good to ask people 
um, you know, you look at their face and it looks like, um, you know, blank. And, uh, and yet sometimes I think we just need to push in and say, hey, you know, have you ever had a relationship with Jesus? Do you know anything about him at all? And so we began to, you know, do that. Anyway, that was fine. Uh, in the tradition of our church, I was baptized the following week, whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> Nowadays, people go, I'm going to pray about being baptized, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and they go, just get baptized, man. Like, like, how hard is it? It's like water. You bathe, don't you? It's kind of the same, <laughs> you know, just with a few different words. And, um, and so that was me. And, um, and then I went through some sort of up and downs in those teenage years and, and uh, then the guys reached out to me at the, at the gym um, who were from YFC, or not from the Young Farmers Club, but Youth for Christ. And, um, and so they, uh, um, they invited me to a camp with a guy called Miri Thompson. Now, Miri was a Maori evangelist. Anybody? Some nodding. Miri Thompson? It's kind of, yeah, come on. And, and Miri um, spoke, and I... Don't ask me. I couldn't even remember what he spoke about after I left the hall. Um, and I certainly couldn't remember it now because it was like yonks ago. And, uh, but as I, when I got up in the morning, I was on the top bunk and I jumped off the floor and I was transformed like nobody I had. Like, it was amazing. Everything had shifted in my life. It was the craziest moment. And, um, and the guy who took me, uh, he was the owner of Mana Stores in New Zealand. His name is Russell Dunn. He lives in Twizel now. Um, in fact, I think he's moving to Rolleston. That's what I've heard. And um, he took me up. And to this day, he would say he took one guy up and another guy entirely came back home again. And I went back to my workplace and, uh, you know, I led... Uh, uh, two or three people to the Lord, and um, uh, you know, then we, then the three of us started. Three guys started working on the typing pool, and uh, and and we were, you know, witnessing to them and all that kind of stuff. So radical, you know, that that change. In the midst of that, in the midst of that, you need to keep me on time, bro, because I'll just keep talking. You know, I'm half Irish, yeah, and half Scots. You know, like half me wants to get drunk, the other half doesn't want to pay for it. You know, like I'm a confused person, man. I tell you, and. Um, so, yeah, easy, easy. And uh, <laughs> someone's going for lunch. And, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I can talk a glass eye to sleep, I, honestly. Yeah. My grandfather was a priest. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks. Yeah, yeah in Ireland he was a priest. Father Anthony was his name. And, um, anyway, he... he he left the church um, for reasons that even my mother, who died at 97, uh, doesn't know. And, there was, uh, and he came out to New Zealand, fell in love with my grandmother, and had 13 kids. So, yeah, priest, eh, yeah. he went from celibacy to celebration. And, um, and, and so, the, um, anyway, the, the, that was great. So, I'm very Irish. There's a very strong thing in there, that kind of thing. Anyway, I, I, I'm at work. Someone tries to sell me life insurance. Uh, I've got a... Um, uh, I, I, this guy gets in the car, and then I, I don't want life insurance, but he's got a Bible. I knew my Bible really well. That's one thing that, you know, the, my, my background taught me. And so um, I started to have a theological kind of discussion with him. I thought, yes, this guy doesn't know anything. And he said, oh, you love the Bible? I went, yeah, yeah. He said, God's got a word for you. And I went, <laughs> what, what's that? Like, I literally, like, a word? What do you, like, the word of God. You know, he's got the word of God for me. You know, you understand that, huh? And he said, no, 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 you got a word. And, um, and so I said, right, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, I just wanted to get out of the car. But his Bible was one of the old family Bibles. 
why would an insurance guy carry a family Bible that you need a crane to move and it's sitting on his dashboard? I mean, easily going around a corner, it would kill someone. It would just fly off and, you know, you're killed by the family Bible. It was massive. And so he gets me to take it down and said, God's got a word for you. Uh, open up um, Acts, and I could find that. So uh, Acts, well, not that we're allowed to read it, but um, I, I found it. And, um, and, and then he said, what, what does Acts 1, 5 say? And read it out to me. He said, that's God's word for you. And he said, not many days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, I, and it was like someone ran me through with a sword. I could not wait to get out of that car. Fear came on me, everything came on me, all of that kind of stuff. I was terrified and um, I, just, I just beat a hasty retreat. Ten days later, I met the same guy at a Presbyterian church at a youth thing and I went, what is he doing here? He's like a Satanist, you know. And, um, and, and so uh, he started, uh, he came up and said, hey, it's great to see you again. Out of my mouth was, I just said, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I was going like, who said that? It was kind of like, it was so weird. And uh, he said, yeah, we can't do it here. And I'm going, why not? You know, like, uh, but he said, no, it's, trust me, it's just not going to be cool. So I go home to, um, uh, I, look, I haven't opened the Bible at all yet. I'm sorry, I'm just opening my heart at the moment. All right, is that okay? Okay, you're with me? Some of you like, got face like serial killers. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy... Is, is that not good? No, no, like, smile, come and smile, it won't hurt. Okay, fair enough. And, um, the, and so I, I went back to his place, and uh, they were going to have some supper, and he said, let's just pray for you. So three guys go up to a lounge area, and they put a chair in the middle of the floor, and get me, you know, you sit on the chair. And I, I had never seen this kind of stuff before, you know. I sat in the back pew with my family in the same spot ever since I was born. I think my mother had me in that, you know, like in that back, that, you know, that's all I can remember, church, you know, like three times on a Sunday, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so uh, I'm now sitting in a chair and I'm going, oh yeah, that's right, these guys are believing in the Holy Spirit. So I think they're having a seance. And um, so I thought, I, I, I don't wanna, I need to get out of here. And uh, that's how screwy my theology was, um, you know, and uh, just because you get, you know, yeah, anyway, let's not go there in. Okay, I won't. And, um, and so uh, they lay hands on me and, uh, uh, Crystal, can I use you again? It's like they're laying, laying hands on me and uh, they're speaking in English, Father, fill in with the Holy Spirit. Just fill him up with the Holy Spirit. Let him be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's all they were doing. No one was going, you know, Shundi Bundi or anything like that. They were just like doing that kind of thing. Wow. You have got such a rich anointing. I, my hand is going like crazy. <laughs> Shaka. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You are such a great girl. Are you hot? Yeah. Fill her up. Fill her up. Fill her up, Lord. It's okay to be filled. That's all they did. They said, Lord, fill her. Lord, fill in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Anywho, you're a great girl. Wow, you're a lightning rod. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, I, um, you know, I, I felt like there was a swarm of bees 
in my, in my gut. And um, they were starting to crawl out and I started to go, I need to get out of here. Um, and um, and I, I was just going to the guys, look, hey, you know, what's supposed to happen now? You know, because nothing was happening apart from the sensation. And they just said, just thank God. So I opened my mouth to thank God. I went, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And, and it was like these bees just disappeared. I was delivered uh, of whatever that was. And uh, I was also um, at the same time just 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 this this power this this sensation began to rise up in me i knew nothing about this stuff so i'm going thank you jesus for filling me with your shikama thank you thank you for the yeah, 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 yeah. you know i felt like an arc ride at the corner store and um it was just like you know thanking and thing and then and then and then they started laughing and uh, they were laughing at me so coming from my background i was a religious legalist you'd never laugh at at religious legalists because they get angry. Anger and religion always walk together. You know, you ever met, you know, they, they just both, they're, they're twins, all right? You get that kind of thing and uh, it erupts out of nowhere. If you've been in church more than five minutes, you've seen that at some point. If you've been at church, you've seen that somewhere, that kind of, that anger, that frustration, that kind of, anyway, that was me. And, um, and so this thing was delivered and then I'm, and, and they said, no, 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 this is, this is tongues. And I went, I could have done that when I was 11 years old. And I just went for it. The whole thing, the whole, the, it, was, it was astonishing. I changed languages for an hour and a half, all right? This is something, the first person I ever heard speak in tongues was me. And, and, and it was just kind of like so crazy. Everything began to change. I went to work the next day. I, I was like sitting at my desk and I went, oh, it's going to go off. I'm feeling, I was feeling like you're feeling right now. And it was just like, it's gonna go off. So I rip up to the men's, you know, and you check under all the doors, make sure there's no one there. And then you the whole thing, you know, like, and then I heard someone coming. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm trying to stuff it back down again, you know, and, and, this stage, and, and so I, I go back down to my desk and I'm sort of like, you know, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'm scared stiff out of my mouth because I thought, because I didn't know you could turn it off. I just thought when it comes, it, it comes. And, and so that, that was great. And, um, and uh, but the trouble was 10 minutes later, I go, Oh, I, could, I, I can't stand this anymore. I had to go back up to the loo, under the doors, all again. And they're off and they're racing. And the, the, whole, the whole thing. And I did that probably about five or six times. And my boss came up to me and he said, Ian, you're obviously not well. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, that's true. I was scared to say any more unless I go, you know, like, and, um, and so they sent me home for the day, which was so good because I just spent the whole day speaking in tongues. It was great. And then I thought, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Um, and uh, so I was learning all kinds of stuff like that. So, so for me, that baptism of the Holy Spirit was so incredibly powerful. It just changed my life. 
And when I was a street witnessing, I was uh, like anything. Someone says, you want to teach Sunday school? Yeah, I can teach Sunday school. I'm really good with kids. That didn't last very long. But anyway, that's the only <laughs> ministry I didn't do, you know, too well in. Um, and I just did everything. I, whatever they wanted, I would do. You wanted wall painted in the church? I'd do that kind of stuff, you know. Or, you know, all, all of those kind of things. And what I'm, you know, essentially here to say, apart from all of that, which took way, way too long, is that God wants to renew the well that we carry. Colossians 1.27 says, you know, Paul writes in the New Living Translation, he says, this is the secret. And he's talking about the gospel. This is the secret to the gospel. The secret, you know, everybody wants to know the secret. Heck, the New Ages write books about it, write movies, and the Christians buy them because they want to know the secret as well. That was a joke, New Age joke. Come on, guys. I know you're in Christchurch. I know you're posh, all that kind of stuff. Just like, come on, lift it up. Oh, you're not posh. Uh, haven't been called posh before. Trust me, from Southland, you're posh. And um, anyway, the, 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 the whole, the, this verse, it just unpacks it. And Paul says, listen, the secret, the secret to the gospel, this glorious good news, the evangelon, the, the, the thing that switches on, the secret is Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And, and everybody goes, when I say that, I try to build it up a bit, uh, everybody goes, oh, yeah, we knew that, knew that. Yeah, we know Jesus is in me, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. And I think C.S. Lewis led him out like a lion. And we need to understand that. But the secret of the gospel in all of us is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And the only hope of God getting any glory out of us is Christ in us. And so when you and I become conduits for the presence and the power of God, we can lay our hands on the sick and they will be healed. We can lay our hands on the demonized. I'm not saying you're demonized. Um, the, and they will be delivered. We are conduits of the Holy Spirit. We are, we, are, we, are the, we are the people, the flow of God comes out of us. And the woman at the well touched Jesus' garment, said, if I just touch him, I know he's carrying something. I know he's carrying something. That, and, and, you know, even with the cripple at the temple gate, you know, being there, give me arms, Peter and help me, John. Yeah, and um, I knew it was John. I was trying to put someone else's name in there, Charlie or something or other, you know, like, hello, I'm Charlie, the disciple. And, um, the, um, and uh, you know, he said, like, we don't have anything to help you with, but what we do have, we give you, get up and walk. There's power in our words. I, you know, I've heard parents and dealt with parents. I mean, my wife's told me a horrendous story. The, the, the curses that were laid into her life and into her family are still having repercussions generationally. Those things that are, so because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, we, when we begin to speak, when we begin to proclaim, when we begin to testify, and I, that's why I always start, if I've never been in a church before, I always tell a little bit of my journey, I'll tell some more tonight, but um, I just want to encourage you this morning, with anything else, if God is going to redig wells in us, we have to get to know Jesus a little bit, who lives within us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, the secret to the gospel. It's not intellectualism. Trust me, I've been there. All right? It's the presence of God. This church has had rain falling in it. Did you know that? 
We always knew there was a hole in the roof. <laughs> Literal rain was falling decades ago. Does anybody know about that? Come on. Manifestations of Jesus. Amazing stories. You heard a lot about it, yeah. Well, I've just heard about it. And I'm going, let's redig that well. Because there's a move of the Spirit, a revival that's coming. When I was 40 years old, I'm 70 in November. The, the 40 years old, our church bought me a number plate with revival on it. I have the revival number plate. Isn't that exciting? It's been on a number of cars. Problem is, revival's got more than six letters, so I've got Rival written on my car. <laughs> R-V-I-V-A-L. Rival. I believe in Rival. We, I think Rival's going to come in such a mighty move of the Holy Spirit, you know. But I tell you what, we need to understand that, you know, and so I drive around. Why do I do that? I'm driving around because prophetically I'm saying God wants to redig the wells in our nation. And he wants to redig the wells in this church. It won't be the same again. It won't be the same. And that's the problem uh, often with historical. I've tried to keep myself fresh over the years because I don't want to camp in a move of God. I've been in the Jesus movement. I've been in, in, in situations where uh, I was in, I, I went, um, I've always said, because Winky Pratt, and he's a friend of mine, and um, said to Winky uh, once, I said, so if there was ever a dinky die revival, people getting born again, um, I'm going to go to it, you know. And, um, and then in, in 94, uh, we heard about the Pensacola revival in Florida. And um, I, I was doing a wedding in Gore, which is just north of Invercargill, and, um, and a long way south from here. And uh, so uh, I, I went up there and I, was pray, I prayed in tongues all the way from Invercargill to Gore, which is about, you know, 45 minutes uh, there. And I got there, I dropped in to see some friends of mine. He's a prophetic guy and he said, what's on your heart? And I said, ah, oh, look, this revival in Pensacola. I, um, and um, the, the, the missionary that led Yongi Cho to the Lord um, and used him as his interpreter uh, in, uh, in South Korea, uh, his daughter had come to our church and ministered, and my wife and I had got friendly with her, and she gave me a video and said, this is what's happening at home right now, um, because her mum and dad had retired from ministry, and Yongi Cho said to them, when you go home, there's going to be a move of God that's going to touch the world. And, uh, and so that, that's pretty cool. And so that's what happened. And, um, and uh, so anyway, uh, this couple said, come and see us after you've done the wedding practice. I went back afterwards, had supper with them there. And, uh, and uh, they said, we've, we, we had a look, this is about how much this will cost you for your fare and gave me my, my fare and more uh, to go to um, Pensacola. I went to Pensacola for 10 days um, and I went with two guys. There was three of us that went. And anybody, so am I just talking rubbish? Have you heard about Pensacola? Okay, I don't want to explain that uh, more than that. Um, but the, the, the thing was that when I went there, um, there was no, um, you know, kind of words, no hymn books, no anything like that. It was just music. And, uh, and they were singing these songs I've never sung before. And I went, oh, man, I hate that. You know, I feel awkward and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but by, trust me, by the end of, you know, 10 days, I knew them off by heart. Uh, they were great, but I started to weep. Ten minutes into the service, I started to weep uncontrollably, 
Now, the Irish thing in me and my bladder is, is made too close to my eyes anyway, but I mean, it was just like, yeah, most Irish people cry a lot and laugh a lot. And, uh, and so there's, there's that, I understand that. But I was just so moved by the atmosphere. This God is in, you know, his, the atmosphere is in. Can I, can I get you to tinkle for me? Who, who's the tinkler? Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> you, you know, I should have recognized the haircut, really, but it's just like, it's, it's so good. I love that, by the way. I wish I could do that. <laughs> um, and um, and, and uh, at the end of, end of that night, they carried me out. It was two in the morning. And uh, we went to a restaurant, and um, Danella was serving us. Danella Valerius, believe it. That's a real name. And, um, and we led it to Jesus. And it was just so easy, so easy. It was just looked at her, and, she, and I, I, I couldn't stand it anymore. I just wanted to pray for her. And I just said to her, you know, like Kiwis, we're, we're like the national emblem. We only come out at night, and we're shy and retiring. Um, not like the American eagle that comes around and, like, like takes your head off and then goes back and nibbles the eyeballs, you know, like it's just it's like... Well, the Aussies, you know, they have the kangaroo that jumps out of the bush on the hood of your car, you know, like, boom, like that Kiwi. We're Kiwis, shy and retiring, you know. Hey there. <laughs> hey there. And, um, and, and so I said to her, I said, can we pray for you? And she said, I would so love that. My life is so jacked up. And we prayed for her and she gave her life to the Lord. It was just like, like that, tears running down her face. She took her little notepad she was taking orders on, put them in her pen, bowed her head. And, and we got a postcard the following Christmas, which was a couple of months later. Her marriage had got healed. She was leaving her husband. God healed her marriage. Their whole family's back in church. And uh, they had a complete turnaround. They never went to the Pensacola church. They heard about it. They were living in the same town. They just went back to what she knew. She said, I used to go to church when I was a girl. I'll go there. And, and, and God began to renew. That's revival. That's revival. It's just like living again. I worked in a hospital for 13 years. Dale, my wife's a cardiac nurse and all that. And she said, you know, when people die and they put the paddles on their chest, everybody has to, you know, stand back from the table. You know, you watch the ER and all those kind of things. Clear, you know, because the charge that will start a heart will stop a heart as well. And if you get hit by that, your heart would likely stop or stall or go into arrhythmia. When Jesus rose out of the grave, many graves were opened as well. <laughs> they saw people walking around. It's revival. The presence of God. Whew. And when I came home from Pensacola, I could tell you all other stories. Of buying jeans for the boys. I've got three boys and the little boys. And Dale would give me their measurements and instructions. So I wouldn't get it wrong and buy a dress and um, and uh, I went into the shop and this gal came up to me and said um, uh, you know can I help you sir and I, I said I just want to buy some jeans for my boys I've got instructions and she said oh, are you here for the revival like that was the opening line it was crazy are you here for the revival and I said I am and she got slain in the spirit bam on the side like that and I went I'm going to jail I'm in the States, I've, you know, I've just said something to someone, they're dead, they're, um, uh, someone's got to call the police, you know, 
I'm too pretty to be in jail. You know, like, it's just like, come on, man, I just don't want to, you know, do that kind of thing. And then the owner comes out and says, um, uh, so kind of what's happened? I said, look, honestly, I never touched her. She's just like there. She said, oh, you're here for the revival. And I went, maybe. <laughs> yeah, who wants to know? It was going, oh, that's right, honey. That happens all the time. They were rounding up juvies, kids that were going to be in jail for the weekend and then in juvie court, juvenile court, all that kind of stuff. And I saw guys, I saw cops bringing them into church. And they'd sit them in a back row, two back rows, kids. Every one of them gave their heart to Jesus. The atmosphere was drawing. Two Playboy models were, were shooting down on Pensacola Beach, amazing beach right on the Gulf of Mexico. And it got rained out, <laughs> which was rare. And they came and they were standing in the line waiting to get in. And the presence of God came on them. When they opened the doors, they ran. Many skirts and high heels ran. In. But they didn't just run to get a seat. They ran to get saved. They ran right down. They just sat down there and they're, they're, they're whole, all their lives changed. Astonishing things, astonishing. When I came home, um, I, I did a very weird trip on the way back and through London and Hong Kong and all that kind of stuff, which is long. I was incredibly jet-lagged. I'm invited to church the next morning because I was the pastor. And, I, and uh, <laughs> it's good that they invite you, you know. And, um, and I, I, I'm sitting there and my friend is leading worship. And I've known Graham for such a long time. And he is one of those stoic Southland guys, you know. Um, and he's just leading the worship. And, and I looked over at him and, I, and he, he's got a tear running down his face. And I went, oh, Graham must be unwell. <laughs> like, I've never seen him cry in my life. You know, and definitely not get emotional. He's kind of like one of those, like, you know, anyway. Anyway, he kept on looking over at me and I could see him, more tears are coming in. And I'm looking at him going, what's the matter with Graham? And he's gonna get me up to preach. I don't wanna preach, I am done. My mind is like fudge. You know, it's just like I couldn't think of my last name. And uh, it was just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm jet lag, I just wanna get out of there. Anyway, he, he just suddenly stops the music, all right? And he goes, I can't do this. Um, Ian, would you come? And so I did. And you never know what you're carrying. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when God begins to touch that well, and he begins to revive the well, he begins to draw it out of a deep well, something begins to change. The atmosphere begins to change. Your life begins to change. Your words begin to change. There are things happening that will never do because Jesus now has become the center of focus. He's not on a Sunday shelf. And His presence begins to come on us and flow through us. And I got up and I literally gave a travel log. I've flown in from here. I flew out from there. I think I told the story of the, the gal falling down in the shop. There's no humor to it. I just told them, I was giving them facts. Saw these things. So I'm being carried out at two in the morning. At the end of that thing, I just stood there. I didn't know what to do. We have an auditorium that goes around. It's kind of bleachers on one side and stairs that go up and the other side too. It was pretty full. And um, so I said, in the end, I didn't know what to do. So I just said, look, I tell you what, I'd love to, to pray for you. And then I said, um, if you want prayer, why don't you come down? 
And um, that was the dumbest thing in the history of dumbest things to do because they started to climb over the bleachers. Now, these are polite Southlanders. They were like, they were climbing over, the wall, which was quite a drop, dropping down and running up to the front. And I'm going, I go, and the whole church is moving. Like, and my wife's going, what the heck has Ian done? What, what's, what's he on? You know, and, and people were on the carpet and they were weeping and crying out and all those kind of things. And I just went around and prayed. We, we left there at 2.30 in the afternoon. And I think everybody was prayed for. But the presence of God was so rich. I would go home and for three, four months after that, I didn't do a lick of work. And they still paid me, which was so good. And, um, and, I, and I sat in a chair at home, in my easy chair at home, and rain fell on me. It was just like I couldn't see it, but I could feel it. I could feel it just fell on me, just in that spot. And I just go, God, I, I just like, take me now. If this is going to stop, take me now. Because it was just, it was just so, it was so, I was revived. I was revived. I was, <clears throat> I was, um, just stand with me for a moment. Just stand. That went on for months and months. People came from everywhere just to come in. And, and I, I feel like I carry stuff like this. Jesus. Just lift your hands for a moment. Just lift your hands. Just lift that up. Just lift that up a little bit. Just lift that up. That's good. Why do we lift our hands? I always wonder. For me, it's just surrender. Father, fill. Fill. Revive. Refresh. Let it rain. 
your hands one more time. Father, in Jesus' name. Actually, take one of your hands, just pop it on your tummy, on your belly. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Father, I release afresh the river of your goodness. Come to me and drink, said the Lord. Jeremiah, those who are thirsty, come, come, without cost, come, come. Spirit, we love you. Hare mai, hare mai, hare mai, wairua tapu. I've been, I've been spoiled for so many things. I, I can't go sightseeing. When you experience the depth of the presence of God as love, as grace, as mercy, as kindness, as miracles, scenery won't do it for you. A trip won't do it for you. An excursion won't do it for you. Stuff, you know, things that they won't do it for you. We were wired for His presence. Wired for His presence. a move of God coming to this nation it's already happening we've got Maori kids up in the up in north way up north practicing on roadkill to see if they can raise it from the dead they're so excited they've already had one dead cat come back to life you watch those kids as they grow 
because they'll practice on the dead, the real dead. They're speaking the gospel. People are traveling for hours to little country churches, packing them out, spending all day there in the presence of God in our nation. There is a rising tide. I, I've got to quit. I'm going to be back uh, tonight. Whenever that service is, I'll be here. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I'll be here. And why don't we just put a comma there at the moment? And um, we can.